on maynard.com.au. AU! Time to start. Bunga Bunga 25. <laughs> it's Bunga Bunga. With Tim Ferguson and Maynard. That's right, Maynard. Being a bit quiet because we're trying not to disturb the people there. Um, we're just recording a podcast. Is that okay with you? No, no, no. It's okay. Thank you very much. I just want to make sure we didn't annoy the local people too much. We're surrounded by the coolest people in Glebe, which is the coolest suburb. That's right. Sorry, Melbourne. There's no way you can call yourselves cool anymore. Northcote, forget it. Everybody's in Northcote, but in this particular cafe, you will find the coolest hipsters. They don't even look like hipsters. That's right. We've moved from the frou-frou to the Sappho bookshop. There's the bookshop and there's the cafe out the back. And we're here, and I saw you looking at a few different books as you went through there, Tim. A marvellous copy, an original copy of Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Certainly a very early children's full-colour depiction. Beautiful. Louis Thoreau is coming to tour. Louis Thoreau is coming to tour. You a bit of a fan of Louis? I have a couple of close friends who don't drink tea or coffee, and I have to say I find it a bit weird. Everybody loves Louis, so I don't. Wow. I think he's up himself, because everybody says, wow, he's so cool. All he does is he hangs around and asks questions like a sociopath. If she calls you, don't call straight back. No matter what he hears or sees, he always looks vaguely shocked. Well, I actually went to a play party of the mistress upstairs at the Oxford Hotel, and he was there at the party. And the problem was that I recognised Louis Thoreau because I was straight, but every single other person was like, A, didn't know who he was, or was completely whacked and were completely looking the other way. But I went and had a chat to him. Everybody says he's cool. My rule of thumb usually is if people go, ooh, on Triple J, I go, Today on Bunga Bunga, we will have Tim's musical quest. Crank mail. Crank mail. And a very intense burning social issue. (laughs) Also, Tim tells you where to get off when it comes to music. I'll tell you, stand by, you won't like it. But first, news. Doug Anthony All-Stars are about to launch themselves at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. We were banned by the festival from playing at the gala because of our song choice, I think. We wear that like a badge of honour because you'd think in a comedy festival you would want the Doug Anthony All-Stars to be performing at your gala given the scale, breadth and depth of the act and its history. Was it perhaps your feminist poetry that got you barred? It may have been because some men just can't handle it. They cannot handle the truth. Yeah, we got banned. Nonetheless, we will persevere with the Comedy Festival and we will show everybody exactly why we were banned. Coming up, we've got a Manadorama in Newcastle on the Saturday, the 2nd of April, where we're showcasing the work of Olivia Newton-John. So if you've got some roller skates, it could be a bit of a Xanadu night for you there, Tim. That is fantastic. You go to Mega, make sure you dress properly. Why not push things further than they should go? Saturday the 2nd of April, come along to the amazing Royal Exchange and we'll have some fun there. We had uh, great fun with the Spice Girls. Right 
say, you uh, were a bit of a Spice Girls fan, weren't you, Tim? I like scary, I like hungry Spice, although she got thrown out of the band early. She was spicy. Very funny seeing Les Patterson in that movie. There's nothing Barry Humphreys won't do. What do you think was the problem with his movie, Les Patterson Saves the World? A big budget, it was done through the Australian Film Corporation, it didn't quite work. What do you think was wrong with it? Sometimes you go to do something and it doesn't quite hold together. It was certainly writ large and he gave it a damn good go. There's only one man in the world, Madam President. Les Patterson. The Henry Kissinger of Australia. Les Patterson. He's our hero from way down under. Maybe Les Patterson isn't worth hanging around for a whole hour and a half. Who knows? But if you've got a comedy idea and you can get the money, just go and make it. You never know what'll happen. Xena, Warrior Princess, is coming back and the writer that's doing it said that he's going to make it very, very gay. They're going to bring the relationship that always bubbled along in Xena, the original series, to the surface. They're coming out of the sword and shield cupboard. Well, he's actually stated that there's no reason to bring back Xena if it's not there for the purpose of fully exploring a relationship that could not be shown in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah, and in the 1990s, people could have coped with seeing lesbians. Nobody minds lesbians. Nobody's going to freak out. It's only on play school when they see lesbians as parents that the Liberal Party gets jacked up. The fact is, you could put pretty well anyone on the sexual spectrum on TV, put them in a narrative, no one's going to mind, nobody cares. If you really like Xena, you should tune in to one that, that was beyond Models Inc. It was basically Models Inc. with doctors. It was University Hospital. Check that out. A few people from Xena turning up in that University Hospital. <laughs> Did you watch that at all? Great show. I was a big fan of that show because it did everything that it wasn't allowed to do. People assume we're not allowed to do things. And at the other end, they assume that people are too politically correct to allow such things to happen in. The, the fact is, you do what uh, the Doug Anthony All-Stars are still doing is, you do it and see what happens. See if there's any blowback. <laughs> Speaking of blowback, we'd like to mention that the Bunga Bunga 25 podcast is your official Dad's Army podcast. Your official Starstruck podcast. And perhaps your official spin-out podcast. Can we say that, Tim? You can certainly say that. I will sue you because the movie hasn't yet come out. Lots of Holden V8s, not too many Ford V8s. Well, Ford V8s uh, aren't, what's the word? Oh, yeah, good. <coughs> You've always got to go, Holden. You've got to go the Kingswood. You just can't screw around Falcon and Ute. It even sounds stupid when you say it together, Ute Falcon. <laughs> nah. Because that's someone who actually doesn't own a car. I don't own a car. I've never owned a car. I've never had a driver's license. But I'll be able to tell you all about it when these chains are taken. Hey, no, let me go. Shh, hey, no. That's the chains of Sony there. And I recorded some interviews with the people that are involved, and I can't release those interviews until the time is right. It's time for Tim's musical request. My musical request. 
things are going to get better by D-Rain. With Brian Cox. Brian Cox, the very, very famous guy on the BBC. Is that right? That's I met correct. him. Dream, yep. I met D-Rain. I didn't realise that was Brian Cox. Did you meet them at Kinsella's? Because I was doing Maynard's Fist Me TV at Kinsella's and they were guests on there and you guys were also guests on that night. Sadly, no vision of that is around, but you guys were there. Well, I met them in London at their studio when they were recording their second Difficult right. album. Oh my God. Monkey, as he says, monkey. I'm about to get incredibly high. You only really need three things. First of all, you need copious amounts of crack. Secondly, you need the most amazing white lines. Bang, bang, bang. Literally hoover it up. I was a little under the weather at the time. Good request there, Tim, because it's right now time to open the crank mail. Crank mail, always love this. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Tim, Tim, there seems to be some animal pissing at the end of that. You're a bit of a marsupial expert and as well as a very, very well-known anthropologist, what animal is that? Well, that's a koala. Nobody ever thinks of the koalas. With chlamydia. That's right, with chlamydia. Chlamydia-ridden koala. Let's just check out the crank mail here. And we've got a few through our Facebook page, by the way. We do have a Bunga Bunga Facebook page. You can go maynard at maynard.com.au. We've got some emails from there. And Tim? You can find me on Twitter at Real Tim Ferguson. That's right, Real. Deal with it. Real Tim Ferguson. That's where you'll find me. The first one was from Belinda Anderson Pearson. She wanted to know, were we into fantail ice cream? And I just said, well, no, we're not really, because we kind of like the size we are, Tim. Do you actually have to watch your weight with your MS condition, or how does the weight diet work with it? I don't have to do a damn thing. You can eat what you like, drink what you like, so long as you're not overdoing things. You just have to remain, by and large, fit and healthy. Wow. Emily Short asks... Tim, if you could have any animal other than a cat, what animal would you have in your house? Emily Short, who I believe is from the United States. She's indeed, yes. She's in the United States. She's so. voting for Trump. Voting for Trump. And good on you, Emily. I believe she starts fights even in her workplace. I'd have a Siamese cat. And why a Siamese cat? Because, well, Siam is now sort of defunct. It's been renamed. And Siamese cats are the last remaining cast members of The King and I. And- So it's good to have one of those and I would play all day the same tune, whistle a happy tune. I whistle a happy tune and every single time the happiness in the tune convinces me that I'm not afraid. That's cool. Yeah, and cats can't whistle so it'll drive them crazy. Alma Lucas sent us an email. We only got two emails during the week. Alma wrote to us and she said, I saw Doug Anthony All-Stars in Perth and Frigo recently and have two questions for you, Tim. Can you please tell me the name of the song that plays before you guys come on after the Clash song? I don't know. God, it's some song. Who made that tape up? Cameron P. Mellor, and I don't ask Cameron questions. He's way too busy, powerful, wealthy and important. We do play a version before the show does begin of I Put A Spell On You. I Put A Spell On You.
and the person who sang that is... I don't know. Fats Domino. No, Look that no, one up. No, no, it's not Fats Domino. <laughs> Fats Domino. It's not Fats Domino. <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins. Screaming Jay Hawkins. So that might be the song you're looking for. And of course, she also asks, um, will Doug Anthony All Stars release some of the new songs online? What's the thing, Tim? Because I've got to say, you guys have not made a video, not made an audio recording. What are you actually doing? We have been audio recording every one of the shows for the last two years. It's just we don't release them. We record them so we can listen to them, but we haven't really listened to them as we remembered yesterday. Eventually we might put something out, but for the time being, we're just having fun getting out there doing live shows and we're not concerned at all about getting stuff out there onto the internet. We like people to buy a ticket and come and see us and live the experience, not just to rent it off iTunes. It's unfortunate that you can't actually come along with Tim to The Chemist like I did, because we had a great time in The Chemist. It's a lot of fun hanging out with Tim at The Chemist. I'm here inside Tim Ferguson's Chemist at the moment. Tim's outside. I have a, a man who studied for over... 14 years doing pharmacy at Sydney University, which is about 10 more than you should. Uh, the pharmaceuticals that Tim has, spectacular as far as a pharmacologist goes. Yes, absolutely. Things that he has that no one else ever has. There's a couple of people, yeah. So you got my drugs too? Yes, all sorted. Have you got a, um, a litre of Nembutol back there no. at all? <laughs> no. no Apparently not. Controversial. <laughs> I love going to the chemist because they've got all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can get it legally. A lot of it's under the counter and you, have, you need to have a special piece of paper. But if you cry, if you put the tears on, people say, oh, well, I'll go on. Go on, take it. Go on. Take two Panadol. Go on, get out of here. Tim, as we're sitting here at Sappho here, just in the uh, corridor, it seems to be leg day. Not just female, but male leg day. Everyone's showing their legs off today. It's Glebe, Maynard. It's Glebe. They're ahead of the fashion curve. They're all wearing shorts because shorts are going to be the fashion of this winter. Too much! Alma Lucas writes this one, and perhaps you can translate this, Tim, because you know the audience. Maynard, I hope you realise that Bunga Bunga sounds very... Dot, 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 bouncy. Dot, 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 bouncy. Well, it's the dots that build us up to the bouncy. What Alma is trying to say, and from the way her tail is wagging, I think she wants us to follow her, is that we seem to be drinking a little bit too much coffee when we make these. I explained to her that, well, the whole bunga bunga thing came out of the dirty disbelievers, and in fact, my probably before she was born, my breakfast show on Triple J there. So I point people, go, Dirty Disbelievers. The Dirty Disbelievers. Evil! The Dirty Disbelievers. The Evil Disbelievers. Evil! I would like to know. Take the red pill and the blue pill, I say. I can hear them, I can hear them all. We'll all listen. This is serious. Episode 5, it's on the ABC website, and the episode's called Episode 5, Nazi UFOs so hot right now with Tim Ferguson on it and you are fantastic in that episode and that was the episode that the ABC said no we do not want this on any platform anywhere in Australia ever. The ABC, I like the way people talk about the ABC as if they speak with one voice when we know it's that chick Jemima 
who answers the telephones, okay? Because I've spoken to her several times and every time she says, no, the ABC doesn't want that idea either. And if you keep calling, we will call the police. Sammy Satine has sent some uh, drawings of you guys there. That's uh, a drawing she did of the Doug Anthony All-Stars and she wants to know what happened to that drawing. I think you guys would be very hard to work out where that got to. Great pictures. In fact, no, I think we've each signed this and returned it to the artist. Emily Short asked, Maynard, what's your favourite interview so far? Well, I've got to go back a bit. George Harab, the sceptic from the Geologic podcast, I did an interview with him at the end of his three-day hosting of the amazing meeting in Las Vegas. It's like when the meal first arrives, before the bite, that's the best part, mm. you know, or even the ordering of it on some level of saying, yes. this is what we're going to have. The thrill, it's, it's all downhill from here. And what do you think of the fact that Stephen Fry has just buggered off from Twitter because the people were paying out on him because they didn't like a joke he did? Well, yeah, and also they pay out on him, I'm sure, because he's gay and popular and artistic and smart. People hate that. Yeah, if he didn't want to interact with members of the public any further, then that's fine. Good on him. He's allowed to spend his time how he wants. It's time for the burning social issue. This has been also raised by Jody Sutcliffe. Hi Jody, how are you? Hello, darling. Are tights pants? Now, just looking around the Sappho Cafe here, I can't see anybody who is committing the crime of tights as pants. I'll just ask the waitress. Excuse me, have you seen anyone committing the crime of tights as pants here today? Sorry, not. That's a good thing. See, Sappho is not the kind of place where you'd wear tights as pants, but you can go out and glead there, and people are wearing something no thicker than pantyhose around in the street as their pants. Shame on them. Shame, shame, shame. Pick a team, pick a team. It was Arch Barker who had a wonderful idea. Schmance, schmance, maybe do that. But if you're wearing these flimsy fabrics, honestly, really, you're not hiding anything and you just look like someone who's forgotten to wear something. Now, what about someone who's just come from the gym there? Is that okay? Should people be licensed to wear tights as pants? People who go to gyms should just stop it. What, you've got to go to a gym to jump up and down on the spot, to pick stuff up and put it down, to pull on stuff and let it go, and pull on stuff and let it go. Just do it outside. Go to the park. You're wasting your money, you stupid gym people. I'm fit as a fiddle, and I don't go to any damn gym. Jody Sutcliffe has actually sent us uh, photos of cats in tights, see? Actually, they're really... It's very upsetting. They're quite confronting and yet endearing and somehow enticing. Jody, are you a tights as pants person or pants as tights? What are you, Jody? We need to know because here at Bunga Bunga, we are very, very interested in stuff that doesn't concern us. Yes, at the Bunga Bunga headquarters, nobody's allowed to wear tights unless they're kept comfortably under shorts. Right now... Time for Ferguson in the booth. Time for Maynard's Puck Out Bag. Thank you, Tim. I was only in the $2 shop this week, and you never guess what I found. I do know what you found. I found you a megaphone with a siren attached. Wow, can I see it now? And here's an example of Tim using it in his own home. I've got this, the $10 shop. Look at that. Oh, my God. It's my very own megaphone. So have a go at this. So if you are in Adelaide or Cairns or something, there's a siren on it. Oh, my God. I've got my own megaphone. So now I can say things like, People of Adelaide. 
Do not be alarmed. Go back to your homes. For people in Glebe, what would you say in Glebe here? People of Glebe, be alarmed. Be alarmed. Do you think you really need a megaphone in your own home? Hitler and your wife might get a bit sick of that after about a minute or two. I think what I need that for is when I go on tour, because Doug Anthony All-Stars are going all around the world now, I want to be able to turn up in foreign capitals like Adelaide and warn the people to go home. Look, how does um other half take to this whole kind of comedy thing sometimes? She's watching TV and then you'll wheel in there going, bleh, 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 and sometimes you'll have the two guys with you. And how does she handle that? She handles it very well because... She's funnier than me. Funnier than Paul McDermott, funnier than Paul Livingston. An email here from Grant Maheron. He would really like to write to us, but he's having trouble because he's surrounded by Canberra. He's surrounded by Canberra. There's no way to fix that. I mean, even driving to Quimby and to get some fresh air is just not going to fix it. Maybe go down to Canberra, bathe in the Cotter River and try to cleanse yourself. But let me tell you, that's no Ganges. Word has come back that Kittler has taken over the Fortress of Arrogance. Yes, the Sudetenland has been taken over by little Adolf Kittler, the pussycat. And you've seen a photo of him there. Just go to the Bunga Bunga page. That's him looking at the grapes there. Tim? What is your sound effect request for this show? The sound effect is the whinnying zebra. The whinnying zebra who's calling out to another zebra who does not whinny back. It's a sad sound effect, a lonely sound effect. And sounds a lot like Flipper saying much the same thing. That's amazing. You're uncanny. You're the Attenborough of made-up stuff. The Attenborough of bullshit. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Thank you very much. And I must point out that people should duck back to Mad Club 3, in which Tony Push does a very, very good impersonation of Attenborough doing a sex tape for two worms. You might remember this. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And over here, in the wet, who's your daddy? I can see how that really wouldn't have been very popular. Uh, Tony Push is great in that. Mad Club 3, look for that at maynard.com.au Listen to that music in the background. Mm-hmm. That's a good sound, Tim. It's a great sound. It's the sound of thankful people. The sound of Maynard and I thanking the people who contributed to make this show happen. We've got Nick Andrew, Peter Young, Patricia McIntosh, James Trevera, Norman Fox. Good on you, Norman. Two good names. Put them together. Why not? Gregory DeRay, Mel Wielden. We love the whole Wielden family, such as Sue Wielden, Kirsty Shields, very close friend of the Doug Anthony All-Stars, Richard Wright, Mark O'Brien, Rachel Dunlop, Grant McHeron, Andrew Waddington, Shell Lancaster, Jeremy Kirkwood, Belinda Pierce, love Belinda Pierce, she does such excellent work with all of her tapestries. As someone just called Katie, who we like to nickname Kate. Thanks, Kate. Claire McConnon, troublemaker, troublemaker. Jeanette Pike, putt. She's a hellfire person. That's right, a hellfire person. In terms of eternity, not going to work out so well. Rebecca Jones comes from a very good family. Katrina Hale, 
doesn't come from a good family, but she loves them nonetheless. From southern Sydney in the Shire, Danny Matthews. Good on you, Danny, otherwise known as Danny Lindley Kissick. Postie from Melbourne. Lindley Kissick is a postie from Melbourne. That's one of the last posties from Melbourne. Good on you for hanging in there, Miss Kissick. A guy called John, who we like to call Jack. A Mark Kirby, thank you very much. Leonie Lynch, thank you. Daniel, thank you. Daniel, you're our friend. Gee, I bet you're sick of being called Daniel in a world where Elton John still breathes. And, of course, Mr David Hickey. And I'm not going to make any jokes about that. There's also Ben Begley, our bus-driving friend from the US... Daryl Adams. Daryl Adams is always taking the piss out of us, isn't he, really? Look, Daryl, I think it's enough. That's enough. I mean, I can take jokes. I can parry with the best of them. But your jibes, your jibes on the Bunga Bunga Facebook page, they're just starting to hurt. They dig too deep. Also, uh, DNC Lifestyles. Uh, they've got something for your dog, your cat. DNC Lifestyles. Get over there and check them out. And what has Kitler been checking out on DNC Lifestyles lately? Well, DNC Lifestyles, those special gifts for pets it's a little iphone that cats can use and if you if you get a call in the middle of the night so it's a booty call from a cat yeah and all you hear is i would kind of like that <laughs> yeah dnc lifestyles all the special gifts for that little special animal in your life patreon.com forward slash Maynard and we really appreciate the whole thing because basically Tim's got a job I haven't teetering on the brink some weeks I don't take a cent it all goes to Maynard being able to turn up and do these brilliant podcasts Maynard produces the whole thing puts all the sounds together despite the fact that some purists in the podcast department Mm. have said to him we have too much formatting well those people listen to this (laughs) and there we go Also, I think you have a few other things you'd like them to listen to, Tim. Oh, yeah. How about this? Sorry, Batman. I'm afraid the boy is underage. Or we always like this sound effect. And to finish off, there's that nasty kid who hates us. He was at a Trump rally. Almost got beat up. Almost. Almost. But he's too small. They couldn't catch him. He's been at a Hillary rally. And I'm encouraged by what I hear about the uh, progress in the peace efforts. Uh, that are going on between uh, the government and uh, uh, MILF. I think he was at a Bill Clinton rally. When I was in England, I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it, and didn't inhale, and never tried it again. Yeah, he was there. He's the zealot of booing. Here's a question given to us by Scott. Scott's asked this one. What do you think of Paul Weller of The Jam and The Style Council? Tim. Uh Uh-oh, what's going to happen now? Style Council, I could take or leave. I know it was supposed to be an ironic term, but you wait 30 years and people don't know it was an ironic term. It just sounds like you were trying to be the stylish people of the time who, in those days, did not exist. But the jam... The jam... It's not important for you to know my name Nor I to know yours Or if we communicate for two minutes only For being bands go, I would posit they are the best the world has ever created. Listen to this. I'm so 
Foxton, top work there. I remember being on Sydney Harbour listening to My English Rose, a beautiful song, and we just played it again and again and again. We were mad about that song. No matter where I run, I will return to my English rose for no bonds can ever keep me from she. What about that's entertainment? Paul Weller originally wrote after coming back drunk from the pub and he wrote the entire song in 15 minutes. Lyrics like enjoying the tranquility of solitude. I don't know, I can't even say that when I'm pissed, Tim. Two lovers kissing as the scream of midnight Two lovers missing the tranquility of solitude Getting a cabin, travelling on buses Bring the graffiti of our slash seats of fairs He was uh, a great wordsmith. And it should be noted that That's Entertainment predated Nirvana's Teen Spirit song, but it was the same message and done with a lot more whistleable tune. So basically, in one word, what do you think of Paul Weller vis-a-vis Morrissey? I don't use this word very often, but he's a genius, Morrissey isn't. Paul Weller is the opposite to Morrissey. Wow! Tim Ferguson's historical hypothetical. That's right, we put Tim into a moment of history, and this is quite a curly one, Tim. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready! The year, 1887. Ah, this is a famous one for those who know. The place Whitechapel in London. That's not very famous at all. There's a whole bunch of mysterious murders going on. This person's murdering prostitutes and pulling their organs out and leaving there, and there's all sorts of theories going on. Tim Ferguson, who do you think was Jack the Ripper? The person who was Jack the Ripper is the person who would always get away with it. The last person you would think... Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> that, that, that's because I've nailed him. Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock, he is Jack the Ripper. Actually, it was Boy George. Do you really want to hurt me? Because nobody suspects the guy who's dressed like Boy George was in the 80s. Nobody ever stops and says, what else is he up to? Because it seems like he's already up to everything. The author of Take It Like a Man. I'll tumble for you. The man who wrote the war song. The man who toured Australia with village people and Shudo Echo. I can't abide that. It had to be Benedict Cumberbatch. 
Yeah, Benedict Schmeredict, because he's good, and he was in the second Star Trek movie, which is, you know, not as good as the first Star Trek movie. Unfortunately, yeah, Boy George, Karma Chameleon was his biggest hint as to what he'd been up to, because a chameleon can fit in anywhere, and Karma comes back at you like Jack the Ripper. He was very pleasant when I toured with him, apart from the first show in Perth. But aren't they all Maynard? People always say about psychopaths like Jeffrey Dahmer, he was such a quiet man, such a friendly man, such a nice fellow. Yeah, Karma Chameleon coming at you. Had the Whitechapel murders solved. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question no one ever fucking asked. Don't expect too much. It's too easy to be against Donald Trump. Everyone in the inner city, everyone in, you know, first year university. I'm, I'm a Bernie. I'm a Bernie guy. Oh, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Bernie. You're Bernie, Schmerny. Bernie's not going to work. He Is was never going to work. He's 308 and you want him as your president. The fact is, Donald is very entertaining and I want him to be the president because as a comedian, I know that Donald Trump will put food on comedians' tables. Yes. Much in the way Tony Abbott did. That food will become more and more scant as Donald's presidency continues. But it's too easy to just have a knee-jerk reaction against Donald Trump. The man is not an idiot, but nor is he a genius. The man is rich enough and has been spoilt enough to be able to say whatever he likes whenever he likes. And a lot of people are responding to that. It's better to ask why people are going to vote for this man. And it's not because they're stupid. If you say it because they're stupid, it just shows that perhaps you're not as smart as you thought. You've got to ask why are they voting for him and what will you do if he becomes president? And it won't be just sitting around in an inner city cafe drinking macchiatos without any coffee, water, milk or soy in them. You're going to have to come up with a better response than he's just an arsehole. So I don't mind Donald Trump. I think he's a very funny man. If you could be a minister in his cabinet, what would you choose? You strike me as Minister of the Interior. Yeah, Ministry of the Interior, I would like. Homeland Security, I'd be very big on because I'm just interested in what everybody's up to. Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question no one ever asked. Don't expect too much. It's time for us to go here and... 2nd of April, you need to be in Newcastle at the Royal Exchange. It's a living John experience there. Tim, where's the next thing people need to be? You've got to go to the Melbourne Comedy Festival on the 1st and 2nd of April or to the Sydney Comedy Festival on the 15th of May, which is already nearly sold out. I will be there and it's at Enmore. We're only going to do the one show, so if you do want to come along, you better get your tickets. So what show are you doing? You're doing the new one? What are you doing? A mixture of both? For Sydney, it will be the new show, Near Death Experience. Ooh, it's dark. And we'll be there with Bunga Bunga. I will be waving a microphone out the front. I might have a camera and pointing it at you, but as I like to point out, we will not be filming the actual Doug's show because people need to see that for the first time without me spoiling it. You wouldn't spoil it. You'd just make it look better than it is. And please, contact us. It's a Bunga Bunga Facebook page, Maynard, uh, Maynard.com.au, Twitter, or maynard at maynard.com.au. Send me an email there. Of course, maynard.com.au. Where can people contact you, Tim? 
They can contact me in the psychic sphere and also on Twitter at RealTimFerguson. If you're interested in anything, you can always buy my book, Carry a Big Stick, which tells the story of my life. If you haven't read it, that explains why you're so depressed. I've been Maynard. I've been Tim Ferguson. And you've been listening to... Bunga Bunga! Bunga Bunga! And all you hear is... I would kind of like that. Bungo Bunga! On Maynard.com.au Hey, you! 